This is Soccer News IV. Soccer News IV. It's in your veins. Brought to you by SoccerRom.com. From Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros, before the best coaches go to practice, they go to SoccerRom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Parr, the host of Soccer News IV. Let's start with our top story. The U.S. men's national team lost in the last few minutes against Morocco. Tuesday night's game in Nashville was part of the send-off series for the World Cup warm-ups. Morocco did a great job of packing their defense against the U.S. attack, and while the Yanks were able to create a few opportunities, it was their one mistake that really cost the game. In the 90th minute, Morocco cleared the ball out of their own half, and it was off to the races between substitute Bukaib El Markabi and Steve Chirondolo. Chirondolo got to the ball at the U.S.'s 18 and then promptly dribbled into Mubarki's path. Mubarki was able to steal the ball and then center it to Mohamed Mahdihi for the easy goal. So I have just a few comments on the game. First, Chirondolo, what were you thinking? Kick the ball out of bounds. Get numbers back or, or just pass it back to your keeper who has decent foot skills, but don't do what you did. And Trundle admitted his error during a post-game interview. He was quoted as saying, obviously mistakes are a big part of this game, and those are not allowed at this level. Uh, true. Second, Josh Wolf did not play well. He missed open chances, he didn't create opportunities for his teammates, and he didn't support Brian McBride enough when McBride was trying to post up against four defenders. I said it before Bruce announced this roster. I'll say it again. Wolf does not make this team better, and he did nothing on Tuesday to change my mind. Third, don't panic. This is a warm-up, not the real thing. Morocco is probably a better team than you think, and the players, the U.S. players, were very sore from intensive training in the North Carolina camp. Now think about it. When your muscles are sore, one of the first things to go is the first touch. And the first touch for most of the players was rather poor on Tuesday. I would imagine the sore muscles had something to do with that. It will get better. Along with the don't panic idea, Claudia Reyna should be just fine. An MRI on Wednesday showed no significant muscle damage to his hamstring. Reyna pulled himself out of the Morocco match 11 minutes in because he felt a tweak in his hamstring, and he hopes to be back on the field soon. The send-off series continues Friday against Venezuela and Sunday against Latvia. Both games will be shown live on ESPN2. The San Jose Earthquakes may return to MLS. The owners of the Oakland A's, Lou Wolf and John Fisher, announced their plans on Wednesday. The pair bought a three-year exclusive option to bring a club back to the Bay Area. Now, the final purchase of a franchise is dependent upon a development deal for a soccer-specific stadium. That's no surprise. But this agreement is an important first step along that path. It's a sign that the Oakland A's owners believe in soccer, and they are willing to put at least some money where their mouths are. Now if they can just put a stadium where their mouths are, then the Quakes can be rumbling again, possibly 
by the 2008 season. So with the announcement of Toronto FC as the next franchise and development deals in Northern California and the Philadelphia area, it looks like only one expansion slot remains before the 2010 season. Remember, MLS wants to have four new teams between now and then. So the two frontrunners for that last spot appear to be Cleveland and St. Louis. Cleveland, by the way, is the host site for Friday's send-off series game with the national team. Other cities could sneak in if the Kansas City Wizards are not able to make a stadium happen in the Kansas suburbs. But that is a topic for another podcast. Well, let's get to the game wraps. In MLS action, the weekend got off to an interesting start with a road trip upset. The Chicago Fire beat the Houston Dynamo in Houston 1-0. Houston definitely missed the presence of Brian Ching, who was off with the national team. There were several times when the Dynamo were able to put a beautiful cross into the box, only to have the target player either miss the goal or miss the ball altogether. In the last minute of play, a header from Kelly Gray struck the crossbar and did not go in. You you just couldn't help but think that Ching could have gotten a hat trick with the same service. At the other end of the field, Chicago's Tiago scored a smooth goal in the 50th minute after megging Houston defender Eddie Robinson to set up his shot. It was a wild day in the Meadowlands as Red Bull got its first win of the season. The former Metros put in five goals against Chivas, and they needed every one. The final score is 5-4. By the way, is it any coincidence the Bulls' first win came during the game Amado Guevara was sitting on the sidelines? Remember, Guevara was serving a suspension for his little substitution temper tantrum from last week. The Columbus crew were unable to hold on to a one-goal lead against D.C. United. The final ended up 1-1. The good news for the crew, both the players they acquired from L.A. two weeks ago have now scored for Columbus. Two players, two goals in two weeks. Brilliant! The Revolution walked into Pizza Hut Park in Dallas confident. And why not? They had beaten teams from California by a cumulative 7-1 to one over the last few weeks. But then they gave up a goal just three minutes into the match to Kenny Cooper. Okay, no problem. We can get it back, right? Well, no. Oops. Carlos Ruiz hits a monster goal from 45 yards out just seven minutes into the game. Hey, there's still lots of time. Don't worry about it. Well, then 16 minutes in, Ruiz pounds home his second goal, the third for Dallas. And three minutes later, Ramon Nunez makes it 4 nothing. Game over in less than 20 minutes. The Revs never recovered, and Dallas coasted the rest of the way. Don't look now, but Real Salt Lake is on a winning streak. They beat L.A. in L.A. last week. This week, they beat the Kansas City Wizards 2-1 at home. More importantly, Real came from behind to do it. Kansas City led 1-0 until the 78th minute when Real's rookie, Manny Bellucci, tied it up. Meanwhile, L.A.'s woes continue. The Colorado Rapids stole three points in the Home Depot Center, beating the Galaxy 1-0. L.A. has not scored a single goal since April 29th, and if they don't score in the rematch against Colorado next Wednesday, they could go the entire month of May 
without changing that big fat goose egg on their side of the scoreboard. On Wednesday night, it was the Battle of the Bulls in the Meadowlands. FC Dallas headed on up to meet Red Bull New York. Red Bull led for most of the game, but in the last 15 minutes, Kenny Cooper and Carlos Rees each put in a goal, and so FC Dallas won 2-1, stealing three points on the road. D.C. holds on to the top spot in the East, but Kansas City is only two points behind. Chicago is climbing the tables thanks to their win in Houston. In the West, Dallas has sole possession of first. The Dynamo are still in second. Colorado now is at 500 with three wins and three ties. And if things don't turn around soon, L.A. could find both of its teams tied for last place. Well, let's look at this week's schedule. In addition to the U.S. send-off series games Friday and Saturday, MLS has a quartet of matches for you on Saturday. It starts at 4 Eastern when the Rapids and Real begin this season's Rocky Mountain rivalry. You can see it on ESPN2. At 7.30, Houston travels to New England. The Revs may want to take revenge against a Texas team, any Texas team. The game airs on HDNet and Direct Kick. An hour later, it's the second time this season D.C. and the Wiz will battle for first place in the East. D.C. won the first match. This time, Kansas City is at home. You can watch it on direct kick. The Chicago Fire play road game number 8 at 11 Eastern. This time, they are in the Home Depot Center facing Chivas USA. The Goats were disappointed after scoring four last week and still losing. But the Fire have been hard to beat. It will be shown on direct kick. There are a pair of games next Wednesday. The crew head to the nation's capital, hoping to divide D.C. United. And the Galaxy will try to score at least one goal before month's end in Colorado. Both games are at 7.30. Both are on direct kick. Now, American Idol is over, so you can watch one of the games while your TiVo records the other. And you won't miss any incoherent ramblings from Paula. Well, that's it for this week. I need to give a big shout-out to the folks at SoccerRom.com. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Remember, Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.